Blog Talk Radio. It's that time again. Time for some real talk about real issues to enhance your real life. Whatever you think, whatever you know, whatever you feel, Tanya doesn't mind talking about it. Get ready for some talk that is always rated to R because talk with Tanya has got to be relevant. Talk with Tanya has got to be refreshing. But most importantly, talk with Tanya has got to be real. Tune in right now for real talk with Tanya and
Hello and welcome once again to Real Talk with Tanya White. I am your host, Tanya White, and we're having a special celebration show tonight. We're on the air six months as of today. We started out in January. We did some pre-shows in December, but we have been dedicated and diligent for six full months. So we had to say yay and celebrate this time. Plus, it is the end of Black Music Month, but I hope that you continue to celebrate uh, authentic, good black music of substance uh, that, that is timeless and relevant and makes you feel so doggone good. We here Real Talk are excited because for six months we have been giving you unique shows that are designed with you in mind that do several things. They're, gonna, they're real, they're relevant, and refreshing. Our rated R brand, and we, our goal every single show is for you to change your no I can't attitudes into yes I can action, and so that is what we are here to do, and so tonight we're going to celebrate, we're going to have some trivia questions, but we have a fantastic guest who is scheduled to stop by and give us some strategies for empowered living. We are also at the six-month mark of 2009, and this year has literally flown by. And so we have 184 days left to reach our goals, to uh, set goals, we haven't set any, and to get back on track to the goals that have always uh, thrown to the wayside. So, so Cassandra Mack is going to be here to give us strategies, not only for women, men, but for single moms, and she just has so many wise nuggets of wisdom uh, and strategies so that we can not only be encouraged but empowered. And we're going to talk about that tonight. Uh, we have strategies for the single moms. We're going to talk about the 10 foolish mistakes smart single moms make. We're going to uh, see why it is so important to encourage men, especially black men. And we're going to give a little bit of motivational nuggets for the busy woman. 
And so tonight, we're just going to talk a lot of great things. We'd like to say hello and thank you to our gold sponsor, Dr. Tanisha Ford. Um, she's your tour guide to happiness, and you can visit her at www.drtford.com. Um, if you need a speaker, if you need um, a coach, uh, a keynote speaker for your event, she is the woman that is uh, that you should get. Visit her site, again, at www.drtford.com. Purchase her fantastic books. Uh, she has a great book called I Miss the Hugs But Not the Hurts, and another great book on there. So visit her site. Also, while you're browsing sites, visit tanyawhite.com to sign up for Tanya's Tips. Uh, my free inspirational and motivational newsletter. If you love this show, you will absolutely love Tanya Tips. It gives you tips for today to transform your tomorrow. Also, if you need a guest for your show, I love to talk about relationships, life, uh, love, money, uh, or if you need a speaker for your next event, or if you want to purchase relationship reruns, which is on sale for just $10, visit TanyaWhite.com. Tanya is T A N. Y-A, white is in the color, dot com. And also my third book is coming out, uh, The 99 Males Who Make Your Life a Living Hell. We changed it from How to Deal with a Difficult Man to The 99 Males Who Make Your Life a Living Hell. And that book is going to be just phenomenal. And uh, it's going to give you wise nuggets of wisdom on how to deal with the difficult men in your life who cause stress and strife. So we're excited about that uh, that book coming out as well. We're excited about today as we celebrate six months on the air, and we're excited about our guests. We're going to take a little commercial break, and then we're going to come back uh, have some announcements and get prepared for Cassandra Mack tonight. Thanks. Brown Sugar Radio. Brown Sugar Radio. That's where it's, That's where it's happening. The most impressive show. On Internet Radio. Brown, Brown Sugar, Radio. Sugar Radio. You don't want to miss a segment of excitement. We have the hottest celebrities, interviews, and gossip. And gossip. gossip. Rough-taking topics. The latest fashion. Health and beauty, health and beauty tips. tips. Underground hip-hop and R&B. And artists to make you groove and the best fans to chat with. Come and chill with the girl Brown Sugar every Tuesday and Thursday evening at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I'm gonna take my time so I can get a sensual seduction. This is the fifth Christmas that he promised that we were going to spend together, and here I am alone. He told me he was going out of town this weekend, but he never wants to tell me where he's going. It's funny, he always has to know where I'm going. Uh, It's the holiday once again, and I'm trying to call her, and she's not answering her phone. I wonder where she could be. Hmm, let me go see. I am sick and tired of this. I am worth more than that. Author Tanya White reveals the secrets to having healthy, productive, and long-lasting relationships in her new book, Relationship Reruns, 
how to break the cycle of choosing the wrong people for the right relationship. Being trapped in a relationship rerun is extremely frustrating and emotionally draining. If you find yourself in an irritating cycle of unwanted, unsatisfying, and unhealthy relationship patterns year after year, then this book is sure to break the chains that keep you bound to having the wrong people in your life. The brand new book, Relationship Reruns, How to Break the Cycle of Choosing the Wrong People for the Right Relationship, and also How to Deal with a Difficult Woman, is now available by logging on to www.tanyawhite.com. Once again, that's www.tanyawhite.com. Pick up your copy today. today. Spike Spielberg. Who? <laughs> Spike Spielberg. I don't know who that is. Spike who? Spike Spielberg. I have no idea who that is. Can you tell me? Spike Spielberg is bringing Hollywood to the Queen City. Spike Spielberg presents as Friday nights at midnight and Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. Cable Channel 9. It's films, life, and positive thoughts. Are you a business owner? Do you want to get more exposure for your business? Let Spike Spielberg put the Hollywood in marketing your products and services. Reach 1.6 million households weekly and unlimited consumers via the World Wide Web. Log on to www.spikespielberg.com. That's S-P-I-K-E-S-P-I-L-L-B-E-R-G.com. Or call 704-281-2309 for more information. Lights, camera, action. Spike Spielberg. Spike Spielberg. May I have your attention, please? Do not attempt to adjust your radio. Stay tuned as we bring you this brief announcement. Greetings, family. This is TC and JMJ Live Talk Radio. Stopping by let you know about our broadcast. You never know what to expect on JMJ Live Talk Radio. We do interviews. We just added Mega Mondays. Also, living a single life and much, much more. You can join us at any time by logging on to www.jfjlivetalkradio.com. Once again, that's www.jfjlivetalkradio.com. If you would like to be a guest on our show or you need more information, please contact this number, 216-539-0630. Again, that's 216 216- 539-0630. Let's unify and take radio to the next level. God bless you. And we are back. I hope all of y'all can hear me. We have been experiencing tech difficulties uh, last night and today. So if you cannot hear me, put it up in the chat. But I'd like to say hello and welcome to everyone listening live. This is a bonus show. I know I'm a uh, days are Thursday nights at 7 p.m., but we are celebrating six months on the air uh, and just having a great time tonight. We have Cassandra Mack, who is scheduled to come by. She's going to give us strategies for not only the single mom, the busy woman, but also the black man. And I would love to say hello to everyone in the chat. A word for you. Be encouraged, uh, woman to woman. Uh, and guest 3038, 30, uh, 30, if you have a show, feel free to list it in the chat. We love to support and uh, encourage everyone to go visit your show. Again, like I said, tonight we're celebrating six months on the air. We have done phenomenal things in the six months. Uh, Just a lot of people who have helped us 
out on Real Talk and uh, from the technology to the production of uh, commercials and everything, we're going to give a big shout-out at the end of the show. But just to the listeners, first of all, we have 17-something, 1757 is when I last checked, which is phenomenal. Uh, We love uh, people reaching out to us and reaching out to others, and we love connecting with other fantastic blog show hosts. Um, and I've just learned a lot by listening to Blog Talk Radio, the different styles of shows and uh, learning from uh, what to do, what not to do, uh, how to make a phenomenal show. Um, and so we're excited. We're excited for the next six months, what we're going to bring for you, because our motto is to change your no, I can't attitude into yes, I can action. And that's what we do every single show. Uh, so that you can believe that you can do and achieve any and everything that you put your mind to. But you have to prepare, you have to position yourself, and you have to uh, work hard and focus and be committed. That's what we've learned here at Real Talk. We have to be committed. Every single show is a lot of hard work, but we're committed to bringing you quality shows every Thursday night with quality guests. And so um, it takes a lot of hard work, but we know because of our hard work, you're going to be blessed. Um, we're still waiting for Cassandra Mack. Uh, we give a lot of uh, free gifts away here at Real Talk with Tanya White. And so in order to do that, along with our fabulous production of commercials and marketing, we love and we need a sponsorship. So if you are available to become a sponsor of the Real Talk with Tanya White, we have four wonderful packages. You can visit TanyaWhite.com. Tanya is T-A-N-O-Y-A. White is in the color.com. And see what uh, package fits your budget. We would love to have you aboard, and we will do uh, promote you and, and uh, drive people to your site. So if you have a show, a book, a conference coming up, and you want to invest your marketing dollars, Real Talk with Tanya White is a fantastic site for you to invest marketing dollars because we do aggressive marketing and we will spread the word out there. Also, if you're looking for a great book, remember to go by TanyaWhite.com, get relationship reruns, or also my first book, How to Deal with a Difficult Woman. Uh, The third book is coming out in September, and that is the 99 Males That Make Your Life a Living Hell. And it is not a male bashing book, but it's going to teach women how to build healthy whole and effective relationships, even with the most difficult man in your life, whether it's your boss, your father, your son, your boyfriend, or your husband. We give practical strategies uh, in a humorous way and for you to see, okay, okay, he's not being difficult because he wants to. There is some pain behind his uh, problematic behavior, and we're going to take you inside that and hopefully change your heart and to change your relationship. And so check that out. It's coming out in September. We're going to have a big blog talk release for that. Our goal in that book is to change difficult men into difficult males into dynamic men. And so you will see uh, when you get your book of the 99 males that make your life a living hell. And you're going to see, okay, yes, I do have the power as a woman. We can use our femininity in so many positive and, and ways so that not only men can perform at their best, but women also. So that book is going to be phenomenal. And then we have a, a series of books coming out in the later part of 
2009, 2010. We're going to call it the Girl Series. Is girl, go for it. Girl, handle your business. Girl, build your business. Girl, brand your business. And girl, boom your business. Everyone sends me emails or call me, tell you how you do what you do. And so we're, I'm going to put it in the book uh, so that you can learn because I love sharing information. Uh, everything that you see is, is a direct product of me reading, me asking questions, me teaming up and collaborating with people and doing certain strategic things in my business and in my brand to uh, to get what you see today. So we're going to put in a book, and we're calling it the Girl Series. Again, we're going to have a great uh, release for that. So check that out, December 09, January, February, and beyond. And we have a caller on the air, and so we're praying that it's Miss Cassandra Mack. Hello, Hello good evening. Talk. It's Cassandra Mack. How are you, Tanya? I am fantastic. We are excited to have you on the show tonight. I am so excited to be a guest on your show. Thank you so much for inviting me to come on. Well, I, I'm I'm glad that you agreed to come on. Before we get started, you are a phenomenal writer. You send out so many positive things on Facebook is what we meant. But I, I would like for you to tell our audience who you are in your own words. Sure. Uh, well, actually, I, I founded a company called Strategies for Empowered Living, which is a personal growth and empowerment company that offers workshops and consultation services and life coaching and books that inspire people to live their best life and get real about their stress, mess, and drama. (laughs) So that's who I am in a nutshell. Stress, mess, and drama. Helping us get real about stress, mess, and drama. Yeah. Get real about that because a lot of people, a lot of us think, I know I was blinded. I don't, I don't have any stress. I'm not living in drama. How do you know that you're, you're living a life, a stressful life, one that's just in, incorporated with drama? What are some signs for you to say, okay, let me stop and change what I'm doing? You know, I think one of the key signs is when you know that it's just not working. Sometimes, you know, you can't put your finger on it, but mm-hmm. you know you're not happy. You know what you had in mind. You know that, you know, you're always all over the place emotionally, and you just want to be at a place where you're feeling good. You know, we all have stress and drama every now and then, so myself included. You know, I don't sit here as a guru or an expert, but it mm-hmm. really is about recognizing when stuff shows up in our life that's not working for us or when we bring things in our life that's not working for us. So I think that's the key thing It's just knowing that something in your gut is saying, this is not what I had in mind. Why do I feel bad more than I feel sad? Or why do I feel bad more than I feel happy? Why am I not excited and passionate about my life? Yeah, that's phenomenal. And and, and sometimes we've been programmed to think that's all we have. Uh, That's what life is. Life is bad and you know, it's going to get better on the other side when we die and go to heaven. But we can have a fulfilled and empowered life. That's why I love your name, uh, your company, Strategies for Empowered Living. But I want you, before we get into some more, there's a difference between being encouraged and empowered. And I love the word empowered myself. I've been using it for years. Can you explain the difference between someone encouraging you than uh, empowering you? Because you, you need both, but more so the empowerment piece. I'll tell you the difference according to Cassandra Mack. <laughs> I don't know if yes, it's uh... <laughs> You know, when I think of encouragement, it's something that's much needed. Encouragement mm-hmm. is really about upliftment. It's about feeding me mentally and emotionally and, 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 and inspiring me. 
when I think about empowerment, it's very deliberate about giving me tools and resources so that I can live my best life. So I think one is about being supportive, and one is about having some clear-cut tools, resources, and strategies to live the life that you desire to live. Phenomenal. You, that, that's why I've been using it. I've, I've been using it. And you don't see a lot of people using that term, empowered. You see a lot of encouragement, but you so explained it so correctly. It's and they both feed off of each other, you know. Tanya, you can't mm-hmm. have one without the other, you know, because I think right. – Oftentimes we rush into empowerment without first being encouraged, and I think you have to be encouraged first because if I'm going through stress in my life, if I'm having relationship problems, if I've got drama on the job, if my kids are acting up, if I feel like a failure as a mom, you know, there's not much you can say to me when I'm in the moment for me to feel like I'm powerful and like I can change my circumstances. But you surely can encourage me and inspire me and just give me a little pick-me-up to get me through the day. That is that is so true, and that's why I, you have a a list of books. Congratulations! Thank you. Uh, <laughs> you have a list of empowerment tools, and and they go along exactly what you said. You have uh, books about for the busy woman, for the single mom, uh, even for the black man. And we're going to talk a little bit about each. But let's start with uh, the single mom because I thought that was so intriguing because. There is not, there's little bit or anything in the market to address the single mom, to empower, to encourage them to move beyond where they are. Where did you get that passion, the inspiration to write uh, books and to do CDs targeting single mothers? I think from my own life experience, I am a single mom, and mm-hmm. You know, there are so many demands and pressures, and it is tough when you're raising a child. I I hate to say raising a child alone because you're never truly raising a child alone. You know, you have support systems, you have family, you have the other parent. But if you're the primary custodial parent where the child is living with you, you're the primary decision maker. So what inspired me to write the single mom's little book of wisdom was really looking at my own life and looking at, you know, some of the struggles, some of the challenges, getting caught up. And I did have my, let me also say that I had my child outside of marriage, getting caught Mm -hmm. up into the what will people think? Am I less than? Do I now have to sit in the last pew of the last row of the church and, (laughs) and, you know, kind of atone for what I've done? And I think all that stuff was going on inside of me uh, at the time of my pregnancy. And I said, this is some heavy stuff, you know, and I know that we're never alone in our experiences. And if I'm feeling this way, there's got to be single moms all around the world who are carrying this. So it was really like my personal journal to encourage single moms to know that no matter what your life, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter how tough things are raising your children with limited resources and limited money, you really can be successful. It's just that success may look a little different and it may take Mm -hmm. you a little longer to get to your destination, but it doesn't mean you can't have it. So if you've always had a dream about going back to school, it may not happen in two years, it may happen in six years, but you still write it down as a goal and move forward on it. If you've always had a dream to start a business, how do I then incorporate the fact that I'm a mom and my children into the business plan? So your children are not a burden. They're the actual gift that pushes you to move forward towards your goal. So it really came out of my own experiences and wanting to share with other single moms that, you know, we can do this, or women who feel like single moms. Because my married friends, you know, who are raising children say, you know what, this book has helped me because many times I'm the one who goes up to the school while dad is working and I'm the primary caregiver. Wow, yeah. 
Yeah, and, and I'm a teacher by profession, one of my many jobs, and, and I see the struggle. Uh, and you're so right, there's more women coming in. There's more women dealing with the discipline, especially if you're raising a son, which I think is triple hard for a woman to be a single mother raising a son in these days and age. Uh, and so I just, I just say, oh, this is phenomenal for you to have products, have books, have CDs, to empower and encourage the single mother because society wants to keep them trapped or ignore them. Uh, say, stay where you are. You can't, you know, this is all you have. But, like, I, I try to encourage all my single mothers that you're not alone and I'm here to help you. And, and sometimes that's really the, the empowerment you need, sometimes just those kind words to say uh, that I'm not in it by myself. Absolutely, that you've got some support and some resources. And you know, now, one of you, yeah, go ahead. Uh, you know, when, when you asked me about the company, I also want to say that one of the things that was important to me, you know, as, as I started this company and, and started doing workshops and, and, and uh, books and so forth, was I, t- I used the word urban self-help. And I okay. was always into self-help and personal growth, and I liked all the gurus like Brian Tracy and Anthony Robbins. Mm-hmm. But I also find that there are times when you just need to call a spade a spade, Yes. And you need to look at the issues in your life without the fancy words and the sugarcoating. So for yes. me, it was important to look at personal growth, but from an urban perspective. Like when you're in the kitchen having that real sister-girl talk with your drama-driven right. friend who you done had the same conversation with ten times in a row, you were not speaking intellectually like, good afternoon, and we need to do the ten steps right. goals. You're having real talk about, sister, you need to get it together. And, you know, you've right. got power, and you don't have to go for that. So for me, that was a key piece in, in, in the work that I do, is just bringing it down to the masses so that whether you got a GED or a PhD, there's something that you'll get out of it. Wow. And and that's what empower. You have to empower people for life because we we have to fit in different roles. And when you have a net sister to sister talk, yeah, you're right, you're not using the fancy words. <laughs> you're you having that real talk and trying to, Get them to get that light bulb on, mm-hmm. uh, so they can see. Now you have a CD called "The Ten Foolish Mistakes Smart Single Moms Make." <laughs> love the title. I love the title. Can you give us three uh, mistakes that smart single mothers make? Because single mothers are the most uh, resilient, brilliant managers <laughs> and business uh, minds that they never know because they have to manage so much and do so much, uh, but sometimes, uh, like I said, society ignores them. What are three foolish mistakes that smart single moms make? There are two that, that kind of jump out at me off the top of my head. I think the first one, <laughs> are you ready? I think the yes. first one is having too many friends with benefits around your children. Wow. And one of the things <laughs> one of the things I talk Ooh, about. You can't write to it, Cassandra. <laughs> <laughs> Urban self-help. One of the things, you know, I talk about with with my fellow single moms is it's okay to have a love life. It's fine to date. And, of course, you don't want to be a single mom forever. The goal is, you know, to meet a partner who will enrich your life and be good to your children. But until you know that the person is seriously in your life and your children's life for the long haul, you can't have a revolving door of partners. So it's fine to date, but date away from the home. 
and, and, and just really be clear about that. So I think that's one of the mistakes that sometimes single moms in, in, in you know, the rush to want to be a family and want to have someone, particularly single moms raising boys, yeah. wanting to have that father figure in there, kind of rush, not really knowing enough about a man's integrity. And I say, you know, when you meet someone, you definitely know if you're attracted within the first 10 minutes. You definitely know if there's yeah. chemistry and even sexual tension. But what you don't know is the character. You don't know the values. You don't know if they have behaviors that are deal breakers and that only oh, comes out through goodness. time. So I think, you know, the first mistake is the too many friends uh, with benefits around your children. The second well, you said, and what, what you said, and I want to say just a few moments, mm-hmm. you said date away from the home. I have family members, I have friends, I talk singles for a minute. And that was when I, I said there's a certain time you cannot – Introduce your children to everybody uh, who you're considering because, you, like you said, you don't know if they're men of integrity. But a lot of single, they do the opposite. They bring, they cook dinner. They bring, let's have a family night as a date. And I, I've always said that that is not a date. You have to get to know them as a woman first and not as a mother. That's right. That's Love right. what you said, date away from the home. That's okay, right. go ahead for the second one. Cassandra, you're doing phenomenal. Thank I'm you. taking notes, and I'm not even a single mother. I think the second mistake is thinking that a, a father who's absent physically is absent from your child's heart and mind. And mm. one of the things, you know, that I've learned in, in my work with fathers and in my work with uh, mothers is that no matter what the relationship with dad, children love their fathers. And Mm -hmm. oftentimes it will be a situation where maybe a dad has stepped out for years at a time. The child never talks about the dad because they kind of get the feeling that it's a taboo subject because they see the pain that mom is in and they don't want to hurt mom. But one of the things that mom has to recognize is just because the child never talks about their dad or may say, I don't hate him, I don't need him, that's a defense mechanism. So just Mm -hmm. because he's absent, doesn't mean your children are not thinking about him, that they don't have a hole in their soul, that they don't they don't have a longing for him. So one of the things that I stress is the importance of allowing your children to talk about dad, to explore some of the fantasies, and to answer whatever questions you can, tactfully, honestly, age appropriately. Mm-hmm. So that, that that comes from the single mother, first of all, dealing with her feelings towards the dad. That's right. And healing any wounds and moving forward to say we, we're still a family even though we're not together as man and wife uh, because I found that, uh, especially when the man is the father, and, uh, you know, when that man is the father, they they want the child to know it and to be on their side. If the child's not on their side, quote, unquote, then they get angry at the child. Uh, and so uh, that was a great nugget of wisdom. Remember that the child still loves the father. And the difficulty is even if you don't have a lot of information, because, you know, I've worked with moms where the dad has walked out. It's been 10 years. No phone call, no note has never called, nothing. Mm -hmm. And they really have limited information. But they still have to have conversations because sometimes it's about reminiscing, meaning uh, it might be something as simple as, you know, you have a smile just like dad or, you know, although your dad wasn't at the hospital, you know, your dad loves you, and let me show you old pictures of, of, of your dad, because they still, you know, there's mm. blood is thicker than water, and you need some yeah. sort of connection to your history, even if you can't have a physical connection. In, in that child's mind, they have so many fantasies going on. 
So I think that a big piece of it is just having a conversation to kind of tame the fantasy. Wow. If you just joined us, we're talking to Cassandra Mack. If you have any questions, call 347-215-6446. Now, Cassandra, I want to stay right there just for one more few seconds. How can you, uh, if you haven't, say you're having that sister girl talk and you realize that sister girl is not, because that takes a lot of emotional maturity, what you just gave. Uh, how can you get her to see that she needs to deal with her feelings, heal them so that she can have those reminiscences and talks uh, with her child about the absent father? Because it does, it does hurt the situation uh, if mom is always being negative about dad who is not there. You know, we hear it all the time, you're just like your dad or don't. Don't act like you're dead or blah, 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 this. How can you, if I'm if I'm a friend or I have a friend who's dealing with that, what are, some, what are some tips for you to give me so I can encourage her to deal with those issues so she can eventually get to the point where she can talk to her child about the absent dad? I think it's about taking baby steps. You're not going to okay. work miracles overnight. So I may never get to a place where I can say something loving about dad but I could at least mm. not say anything bad. So when you come home from a weekend with Dad, instead of me saying, uh, look at your shoes, your hair's not done yes. right, and was he with that new heifer? I could simply yes. say, <laughs> I could simply say, so did you have a good time at Dad's house? Good, I'm glad to hear it. Well, I'm so glad you're home. Let's cook together. Mothers don't realize how powerful that is, and it, it, it's, it takes very little work because what it does is it takes the pressure off the child and it lets the child be free to enjoy both parents. So it ain't rocket science. And you know what? You may never heal. You may still have negative right. feelings and a little bit of bitterness because I think the traditional thinking is work through the pain, and then after you work through the pain, you'll get there. But you may never work through the pain. You've got to go through it. You've got to do it while you're going through it. So something as wow. simple as just not bad-mouthing the dad. If you can't look at the photos, keeping the photos in a keepsake box for when your child gets older, there's a safe place where you have old love letters, and you may not take them out for years, but you've made the choice to put them up in the box so when your child gets older and those questions start coming, you can say, well, you know, this, these are the memories I have of Dad. So it's not rocket science. It doesn't always mean that you're going to have wonderful things to say, and if he was never there, that's real. He was never there. But yeah. you don't want to add fuel to the fire, you know, by hurting your child's self-esteem in the process. Wow, those are phenomenal. And you, this is on a CD entitled "The Ten Foolish Mistakes Smart Single Mothers Make," and uh, you can they they can purchase it at your website. Give yes. your website, www.strategiesforempoweredliving.com. They can purchase it directly off the website. Wow. Now let's move to this busy woman that you have, and every woman is busy. Let me ask you this: Do you think some of our busyness is it really productive busyness, or are we trying to uh, camouflage something else? You know, I think I, I think you, you hit on something key. I think there's a difference between busyness and effectiveness. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we confuse busyness with effectiveness, meaning we're on 20 committees. You know, we're, right. we're doing 20,000 different things uh, for friends and family, and then we comp- we're on the front, we're on the phone all night long with the same friends who drain us but don't give us anything in the relationship. Mm -hmm. And then we wonder why we're so drained. So I do think that sometimes, you know, uh, being overly busy really can be about not wanting to pause to kind of think about what's going on in my life. Is it Mm -hmm. working? 
and what do I need to do moving forward? And it's not about being over-analytical and everything being an empowerment session, but every now and then we just kind of need to slow down, pause, enjoy the roses, and just mm-hmm. do the simple things that add pleasure in life. And if we're always busy and we're working, you know, 70-hour weeks and we come home tired, drained, and sick, how do we enjoy our life? How do, how do we right. have a sense of purpose and a sense of power about our life? Right. Yeah, because sometimes I've I've done it. I was on that. I was addicted to being busy. I felt if I was not busy, if I wasn't on those twenty commitment committees, using my gifts and talents, uh, then I was not productive. Oh, Tanya, me too. (laughs) Took a huge aha to say, okay, I need to have a things not to do list because uh, my to do list is too big. I need to have a things not to do, and and I had to compare this. Business or productiveness. So, uh, explain. You have a book gives motivation tips for the busy woman. The busy woman's little book of motivation. Uh, and so, this is for busy, productive busyness, right? Absolutely. Okay. And it, it really. Is, I'm sorry. No, you can go ahead. It really is about honoring the life you have now. And let me say, I love your idea of the what not to do list. I love that. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> because that sometimes we don't know what to do. So when we start right. checking off what not to do, we begin to kind of identify some of the energy drains in our lives. Because, you know, the yeah. minute we think about what not to do, we start kind of tying it into the stuff that drains us. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. I had to have one. So what, what nuggets of wisdom, uh, motivation, can you give the busy woman who is busy? Give us about three if you can. I think one that kind of sums it all up is really about honoring the life you you have now. And I think, you know, speaking for myself, it took me a long time to really grasp the concept of honoring the life I have now because I was so busy being a workaholic and a goalaholic and a perfectionist that I didn't pause and just appreciate the the journey. And I always found myself frustrated, frazzled, depressed, sick. And I was so busy planning this perfect little life with this checklist. At 30, this is going to happen. At 40, this is going to happen. Oh, <laughs> yes, the list every woman has. 30 that came and gone, and half the list didn't happen. 40 that yes. came and gone, and half the list didn't happen. And I really just had to make peace with myself and say, you know, what are my primary priorities? And if certain things don't happen, am I okay with that? Does that still mean yes. that I have a valuable and prosperous right. life, and that I mean something, and I matter, and I'm doing something meaningful. So I think, you know, the key uh, thing in this book is really about taking the time to honor the life that you have now and know that you make a difference whether you're a homemaker, whether you're a teacher or a professor, what, you know, whatever, whether you're a lawyer, whatever you do, you are making a difference. And take some time to honor that and really stop waiting for life to be perfect to do whatever it is you want to do, whether it's bungee oh jumping, whatever it is for you. Because yes. life is never going to be perfect. I think that was in the parental guide for girls uh, <laughs> because we have to have everything, our ducks in a row before That's we right. move. That's right. And like you said, it's, we're never going to have everything up to par, up to par. That was a good one right there. Give us one more because our time is uh, winding down quickly. I think the other one would be just, uh, you know, I I say even Superwoman had to take off the cape. And that really is, you know, same kind of thing. You know, it really is about stop trying to be all things to all people. No is not a bad word, so use it. Mm. 
and my motto. Yeah, yeah, and don't be afraid, you know, to do you, to do you. It's yeah. okay to be a little selfish. You know, and as yeah. women, we're socialized to look out for everyone else but ourselves at the risk of our own self-care and our stress level and our health. And, you know, we're suffering with hypertension and all kinds of diseases because we're being all things to all people. So the second pearl yeah. of wisdom is, you know, take off the cape. You know, just take off the cape. Take it out. Take it out for one more, Cassandra. And this is in the Busy Woman. Let me get it right. The Busy Woman's Little Book of Motivation. You've got to get this. Busy women, get this. Give us one more. I guess the one more is be willing to let go. Be willing to let go. And wow. I, I liken it to this story. There's a story. It's a well-known story. I didn't make. I, I didn't write the story, but it's a well-known story of a mountain climber who was uh, climbing this mountain, almost at the top of the mountain when she lost her footing and started to swiftly slide down the river. And just mm-hmm. before she was about to fall in, she grabs hold of the ledge and she hangs there with her feet dangling in midair, a few inches above the water, but, you know, hanging on this ledge. And in a panic, she cries out, Lord, help me. God answers, I'll help mm-hmm. you, but first you must let go of the ledge. She yeah. replies, I can't let go. The current is too strong. I don't have the proper landing gear. My equipment is not e- equipped for that type of fall. And then the Lord just replies, whenever you're ready to let go, I'll be here to catch you. And I like wow. in that story that there are some things we need to let go of, the relationship mm-hmm. that we're not happy with, mm-hmm. the job that, you know, uh, doesn't really fulfill us. And oftentimes we're afraid to let go because we don't know what's on the other side of it. And the letting go represents the security blankets in our lives. So I think, mm-hmm. you know, letting go and not being foolish. Obviously you need a job, you know. Yes. But <laughs> you, you, you want to balance out wisdom with faith. Yeah. I think that's the key, see, balancing out the wisdom to make smart decisions with the faith to kind of let go and trust the process. Yes. That 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 is million dollar information right there. If you all need to get the busy woman's little book of motivation at strategies for empowered living dot com. Now I was blown away as a teacher, and I teach uh, uh, students with behavior disabilities. So most of my population are males, particularly black males. So when I saw your book, the black man's little book of encouragement, I was like, wow. Now this is kind of rare coming from a black woman in society. We have a a belief that black women don't encourage uh, black men. So what was your inspiration for this book? My black son. My son, the, son. Men in my, my, the men in my family, my son, the men that I know through work, uh, but particularly my son. You know, I, I think that um, I do believe that as women, and this is my own personal belief, not a scientific thing, you know, we don't necessarily empower men internally, but we can surely encourage them so that they can find their own voice to become empowered and utilize some mm-hmm. of those tools. So for me, yeah. it was important to let them know that there are women who want to see you succeed and, you know, who are saying, brother, keep your head up. You know, there's greatness inside of you and, and don't allow, you know, the dictates of society and, and past mistakes and you know, negative life experiences stop you from going after the full empowered life that you were meant to have. And that's like the overriding exactly. theme of uh, the Black Man's Little Book of Encouragement. Wow. Yeah, yeah I'm working on a book right now, and in a, I'm a firm believer. When we, Especially when we look at the Wizard of Oz, how Dorothy encouraged those men who were lost, who were difficult at times. But she helped them. If it were not for Dorothy, 
uh, they couldn't find their way. And so I'm, I'm a firm uh, proponent of encouraging men, and I, and I tell women, we have the power to either rock the cradle or ruin the cradle. That's right. And we need to... We need to rock it and encourage our men to uh, to be all that they are destined to be. Because when we do that, we will see change in our family, in our world, and in our own life. And so, what what are some uh, uh, tips you give in this book? And this is for men, but women can benefit from this too, correct? Oh, absolutely. You know, a lot of women buy this book as a gift for the men in their life, and then they take a mm-hmm. read and they say, you know, much of the information that you know you share in the book doesn't just apply to men or black men for that matter. You know, men from any ethnicity can get something out of it. But it just really mm-hmm. speaks to the struggle of uh, black men. And, and the book is divided into seven, uh, seven, seven chapters. So first we start off with restoring yourself to greatness. And, and those empowerment tips are really about building up who you are internally, doing mm-hmm. the work of self-esteem. Then we move on to laying the blueprint for success, and that's where we talk about goal setting and how to have a purpose and how to turn your good ideas into goals. Then we talk about staying up during the down times, and that really is, you know, when all hell breaks loose, when you lose your job, you know, when when you can't put down the bottle but you want to put down the bottle, what are some things that you need to do to kind of, you know, stay up when everything around you is falling apart at the seams? Then we move on to Chapter 4, which is letting go of the things that have you bound. And that's really looking at the habits that don't serve you well. And one of the things that I I got from just working with teenagers is, you know, one of the things I stress to them is any substance that alters your ability to think clearly ultimately knocks you off your game. So this Mm. is really about letting go of those things that knock you off your game, be it the excess in women that you got to hit everything that's moving, (laughs) you know, the excess with the drugs, the drinking, the excess with the party and the fast life and fast money. At some point, those things are going to have you bound and it knocks you off your game, which is being the best you that you can be. Then there's the chapter on responsible fatherhood that just really talks about from the woman's point what we need from you as men to be fathers to the children we share together. Then we go ahead and look at intimate relationships with women. And one of the things I stress because, you know, uh, oftentimes many men uh, have a healthy appreciation for beautiful women. And I talk about Mm -hmm. that there's nothing wrong with enjoying the single life as long as you remember that tricks are for kids. Meaning whatever you're Mm. doing, (laughs) be upfront about it. Don't have a woman yes. think she's the only one, and you got Sally on the west side, Rashida on the, and then you complaining about having your tire slashed. You know, Jesus himself exactly. said. Exactly. Jesus himself exactly. said, hell hath no fury than a woman scorned. So now if Jesus himself right. are telling you that the fires of hell can't even begin, then you know it's bad. So we talk about relationships uh-huh. with women and the importance of not playing games and just being honest. And, and looking at what it is you want. And then the last chapter are, uh, is geared for brothers who are incarcerated or have been incarcerated because I found that there, there's not enough self-help material aimed at, uh, aimed at men who are doing time. And so we wow. talk about, you know, while you're doing time, how do you still make your life have purpose like Nelson Mandela did or, or like yes. Malcolm X did? You know, how do you use the same, how do you draw on their spirit and their strength to not, you know, to to do the time and not and not let the time do you. Wow! So it seems are, like we're on the same wavelength of uh, of some things, and uh, we really want to have you back. September is our men's month, as we celebrate men, we give them strategies. 
to be the best that they can be. And so we're going to uh, follow up with you and bring you back and probably have a whole show of uh, of encouraging the black man. Because I'm, I'm a firm believer. I would, love, yeah, I would love to come back and we'll do this. We'll, I'll even give away a book to one of your callers Wow! <laughs> in yes, September. So we'll give away a copy from, of the black man's book. Just from what you said, that is phenomenal. And we need, we need, as women, we we. We take for granted that we have outlets of encouragement, uh, and uh, easy outlets. And, and for men, they're not so easy, and they're not so available. And so uh, we really need to be more intentional and deliberate. You have been phenomenal. And before we let you go, uh, give out your information and tell us what's coming up for you. Sure. Uh, once again, my website is www.strategiesforempoweredliving.com. And if you're in the New York City area, tomorrow I will be giving a seminar at Covenant House entitled Escaping the Superwoman Trap. Uh, And that information is also on Facebook as well as uh, the website, www.strategiesforempoweredliving.com. Wow. And go to her site. She has books. She has CDs that give you those strategies. And she defines what empowerment is. And we all need empowerment and encouragement as well. So, Cassandra, before we let you go, I want you to encourage our listeners, men and women, because we're at the halfway point of 2009, and some people have kicked some of their dreams to the curb uh, uh, and given up on what they what they wanted to uh, accomplish in this year. What what can you uh, encourage leave us with to encourage them to get back on track and to believe in themselves and get those strategies for empowerment? What 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 do they need to do? Because six months is a is a lot of time uh, move forward and and accomplish great things in this year. I think two things: turn your good ideas into goals. You know, a lot of times when we think about the goals that we have in terms of wanting to prosper and move forward, we think of them as these larger than life things, and it feels so heavy that what we do is we give up before we even get started. But sometimes it just takes one good idea for you to move it into a goal. So that good idea you've been sitting on and people have been laughing and they got jokes about you because you always invented mm-hmm. something, turn that good idea into a goal and write it down. Put it on paper because when you put it on paper, what happens is that your mind crystallizes it and it kind of like sinks it in in memory and you take mm-hmm. it seriously because it's on paper. And I think the second thing is develop an unshakable belief in yourself and your ability to live your dreams. you got to turn your inner critic into your inner coach. So that same voice that says, you can't do it, you're 45 years old, you're too old, or you can't do it, you're only 20, what makes you think, or you come from the projects, you can't do it, or or, or you had 10 sisters and five brothers, whatever your negative script is, and we all have it. Turn your inner critic into your inner coach. So that same voice that tries to tear you down, use that same voice to build you up and build up your fighter spirit. And I know you said too, but I think the third one, I, I can't do anything without bringing my God into it. And I think mm-hmm. the third one is, if God has given you the vision, surely he will give you the provision. So you oh, may not have goodness. the money, you may not know where the money is coming from, you may not have the resources, but God does not give you a vision that he does not complete. So if he's given it to you, you must trust the process that he's going to make a way for you to complete that. Cassandra, that's why you're on our six-month celebration, because those three things is exactly what I did before I started Real Talk with Tanya White. And so that was confirmation for me 
to continue what I'm doing and to reach even further for some goals that I have written down. You have been absolutely phenomenal, and I look forward to having you back in September. And we want you, uh, we want all of our listeners to visit strategiesforempoweredliving.com. Book Cassandra for your next event. Email her, get her products. You have been wonderful. Oh, and we're going to follow up with you later. Thank you so much, Tanya. I surely enjoyed being on your show, and I wish you much success. Thank you. You too. We'll follow up with you later, and you have a fantastic night. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Wow. If you tuned in, play the archives. This has been a phenomenal show, six-month celebration. Cassandra said three nuggets of wisdom for, you know, success. And this show, Real Talk with Tanya White, was just an idea last June at this time. Uh, I prepared, I studied, I positioned myself, and then we launched in December for some pre-shows in January. We kicked it out the box, and we uh, we, we are just humbled and, and grateful that we're one of the, the shows on Blog Talk that people tune into, that we get constant feedback and say, you got a great show, quality guests, quality information. We could do that. We could not do that if I didn't apply these three goals, turn, turning my good ideas into goals, writing it down, uh, and turning my inner critic into my inner coach, uh, as Cassandra said, and then trusting my God. All you see is, is just a woman who has big dreams uh, with, big, with a big God. So if you see me, just, again, my goal is for you to say, Turn your no, I can't attitude into yes, I can't action. And when you see me, that's what I want you to do. Thank you so much for six sensational months. I want to say thank you to TC, Spike Spielberg, my tech guys who have helped me so much, to Toy Ward, Tracy, Darnell um, Jervy, Sherlyn Bond, all my co-hosts, uh, Lothario Boyd, Sherlyn Bond, Darnell Jervy, our commentaries, uh, much love. Commentaries, British and Shelby Hill, Danielle Jervy for her incredible moment with Danielle, Layman Hicks, and Pastor Sebastian Gray, and my phenomenal guests and listeners. We love you. We're going to take a break for uh, the next four weeks. We will return July 30th when we kick off our right, Getting the Right Stuff the Right Way series. Uh, it's all for writers. If you wanted to write a book or if you've written a book, you're going to tune into this series. We're going to have some phenomenal writers that you love on. But until then, enjoy your summer. We're going to play reruns the next four weeks of some of our hottest shows, and we're just going to be gearing up to have even more success in the next six months. We're going to take you higher and higher so that you can change what? You know I can't attitudes into yes I can actions. Remember to, um, if you want change, any type of change, it doesn't start with changing someone else. It doesn't start with changing your circumstances. What, as the King of Pop says, it starts with changing the man in the mirror. Continue to pray for the Jackson family and for the fans. I, I was a Michael Jackson fan. We're going to close out with him, Man in the Mirror. I love you guys. Have a great summer. Tune in next week for some reruns, but then tune in July 30th as we kick off the right stuff the right way. Bye-bye. Love you. Once in my life, 
gonna feel real good, gonna make a difference, gonna make it right. And I turned up the collar on my favorite winter coat. This wind is blowing my mind. I see the kids in the street with not enough to eat. Who am I to be blind, pretending not to see them? Make a 